Hello, and welcome to the Confident Moms Podcast. I am your host, Laura Dry, and this is episode number 42, Taking Your Power Back with Mimi Porter. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast today. I want you to help me welcome. We have another special guest on the podcast for you today, Mimi Porter. Welcome. Hi. So happy to be here. Thank you so much for being here. Would you mind just um, letting everybody, letting the listeners know who you are, a little bit about you and who you coach? Okay. So I am first and foremost, a mom. So this is exciting to be here talking to moms because I coach men and I have a podcast for men. Um, so this is a, a, a totally different thing, but I am first and foremost, a mom. I have six children. It was always my highest priority to be a mom. And uh, I actually went through a lot of infertility to get, I, I like to say, I don't look like the poster child of infertility because I have six children, Yeah. but that was my story. It took 18 years to get all of them here. Um, first four years of total infertility, and then I had twins. So we kind of made up for some lost time. And then they kind of didn't come when they were supposed to. So there's 14 years from the oldest to the youngest. And that, again, that was my priority. And I thought that because it was so important to me, I would just know how to do it well. Mm. And so the biggest blessing for me has been finding the coaching tools and it has completely changed how I have been as a mom. My kids kind of joke that we kind of have two, I'm, I'm mom point mom 2.0, right? They're like, I'm a totally different mom for my younger kids than I am, than I was for my older kids. I still have two that are at home teenage boys. And then the four, the, the older four are um, married or off on their own. So, um, so fun. You know, it's so funny that you say that because um, I kind of joke with my parents a little bit that like, I'm one of four and I'm the third. So me and my little brother were kind of the tail end on the, on the other side. And my dad, he's like, yeah, the first two were kind of the starter children where <laughs> we made all our mistakes. And by the second two, you know, we kind of had things figured out a little bit better. And so it's just kind of funny and it's true. Like we are all on our own journey. And I love how you said, yeah, we think we are going to know how to do this thing that we are so excited to do and have been looking forward to doing. And then we have our own kids and on a side note, we maybe have judgments of how other people are doing it, even when we don't have our own kids. And then we realize, oh okay, I'm not really equipped for this. I, cause there is a lot of learning to do as, as parents. So, yes. And my default was kind of to be on the end of control. And, um, I was very idealistic and perfectionistic and just thought if I just controlled everything, um, then we would be good. <laughs> and- it seems like the perfect solution, right? Doesn't it? So before we get into the meat of what I'm hoping that we're going to talk about today, which we'll share in just a minute, I am curious to know how it is coaching because 
tip, like basically you're coaching our husbands. Yes. Right. Like how is it coaching a husband? Cause I know like I am a life coach and my husband is well aware I'm a life coach. And sometime I will, you know, kind of sneak some coaching in there and he's not super receptive to that all of the time. Yes. And so what is it like coaching men? What's it like coaching our husbands and maybe, you know, for women listening, um, how can you help your client? Like, how can you help men? Yeah. So I kind of drug my feet for a long time, um, deciding to coach men. Uh, but I, I just felt so pulled to it. Um, cause first, firstly, my passion in coaching other people is about relationships mm. and helping people with their relationships. I, um, went, went back to school when my youngest went to kindergarten or no preschool actually, um, went, went back to school to finish my degree and I got a degree in marriage and family studies. And so that's, that's my passion is we, so many people are suffering way more than they need to be in their marriages. And so that's kind of my umbrella focus. And I just feel so pulled to help men. And it is, I think one of the greatest privileges that I've had as an adult, and besides being a mom, um, is being on the, on the front line of a man who is really wanting to better his relationship and, mm-hmm. um, be the man that he wants to be. It's, it's, it's just such a privilege. Um, I don't, I don't really have words for it. A man who wants to be coached is amazing. I have, um, a post that I've put out on social media that's kind of been, um, I can't say that it's gone viral, but there's been thousands of responses to it. Um, that says there's no, Oh shoot. Now I just slip up. <laughs> no. Um, there's nothing more respectable than a broken man rebuilding himself. And that has resonated with so many people, so many guys who, um, that's their story that, yeah, they're, you know, they haven't done everything perfectly because nobody has Mm -hmm. and they're building themselves. And so it's just such a privilege to work with these guys and to, you know, take these, um, tools and try to simplify it into little chunks. So I have my own podcast that I, I speak to men and the session or the episodes are between four and 10 minutes. I think I had one that was 12 minutes. This has been my longest one, but they're mostly less than 10 minutes. So just <laughs> you know how size. to speak well to men in small little increments. I love it. I was actually just checking out your podcast earlier and your last two episodes, how to understand your wife, part one, how to understand your wife, part two. So yeah. there is such a need for coaches for men and for women. And we as a whole do want to alleviate some of that unnecessary suffering. We want to stop feeling stuck. And I think that's essentially what you do for men. But so, so women send your husbands to Mimi, if they're somebody who wants to get unstuck or to feel better or, um, 
understand their wives better. <laughs> right. Yes. But I think it's important to note that the messages that you're sharing with men are so applicable to women as well. And so that is why I wanted you to be on here today and to share that with my mom listeners, um, because it, it's, there's such a good, such a good message. Now I know that you have a course or you're creating a course that, um, is basically helping, helping people learn how they're giving their power away and what they can do about it. Yeah. I call it from stuck to empowered because so many people can resonate with, I just feel so stuck. I am not moving forward. I just feel so stuck in my life. And the, the fix to that is to feel empowered, but, but why, why do they not feel empowered? Because they're giving power away in several different areas. So that's what I, yeah. So, so good. So I'm hoping that today we can, or maybe you can share with us just a couple of those ways that you see us giving our power away and what can we do about it? How can we become more empowered in our lives, in our relationships, with our relationship with ourselves, with our kids? Like there's so many areas. How are we giving our power away? And I think it's important to say, like, sometimes we're walking around giving our power away and we're not even cognizant of it. We're not even aware of it. So, um, yeah, share with us, um, one of the ways that we're giving our power away. Yeah. Awesome. One of the first ones, um, that I like to talk about is the right way. So what, what I call the, the right way where we as moms and as just as humans, we don't even realize how much we have a default to look for the right way. And we stop ourselves from so much empowerment that is available to us when we're needing it to be the right way. And I, I would say that there's some things that can have a right way, but we magnify that way more than we need to. And I, I would put it like a percentage, about 95% of the decisions that we have, or the opportunities that we have, do not have a right or a wrong way. But there's those few that do, and we let that bleed into all of the others that just just don't. And so many times we, we don't realize that we're spinning with, I don't knows, first mm-hmm. of all, <laughs> like, I, well, I don't know what to do here. I don't know what, what's the right way. What, what, what would be the right decision? And especially as moms, we have so many decisions to make um, for and about our children and the people in our lives that that there's just no end to, to that spinning in the right, finding the right thing. Yeah. I, I kind of relate a little bit to this idea of the right way and how it does kind of take our power away. I know for me personally, um, when I think that something needs to be a certain way because it's the right way, it gets in the way of my relationships sometimes because I will show up to a situation and be like, um, why are you doing it like that? That's not how we do it. And there's no curiosity. There's no kind of acceptance and understanding or trying to learn or see how somebody else is maybe doing something. 
there's just me going in there doing what I think is the right way and not leaving any space for other ways. And I'll tell you, as I have realized and, and maybe shifted my mindset about this very thing to there's many right ways to do a single thing, I've actually learned how to make things easier for myself by utilizing other people's ways of doing them. Like, so it's instead of my way or the highway, this is the best way. This is the right way. It's like, oh, how are they doing this? Oh, they're doing this in like half the time I am. How are they doing this in half the time I am? Maybe I want to learn from them. Maybe I want to utilize this. And so in a way, I think that having this idea of this is the right way or worried. And I guess that's the other side of the coin. You know, there can be, it's my way or the highway, or it can be, I'm, I'm paralyzed, not doing anything because I'm worried I'm not doing it the right way. Yes. And that, that part, especially is where we give power away Mm -hmm. by not deciding, not kind of putting a stake in the ground of, okay, like, I think that this will work. Let, let's do this. Yeah. We hum and we haw and we stay stuck in, well, I want to do it, but I don't know which is the wrong way or which is the right way. Yeah. And I think too, we're, we want a right because we have this false idea that if we pick the right way, life is going to be easier on that side. Like if, if we find ourselves being challenged by something, it's, I think it's easy for us to think I must have made the wrong choice. And that's why this is hard. If I had, Mm. if I had chosen that other way, this wouldn't be here. And that, that might be true, but you probably would have a different set of challenges if you had made a different decision, right? It's not, it's not as if we can make a decision that then it's going to be smooth sailing. It's just not realistic. I think it's helpful to recognize too that, or recognize why maybe our brains work that way. And we stay stuck in that way. And and I think it's basically just because as humans, one of our motivations is to conserve energy. And so we don't want to make the wrong choice. We want to make sure we know the right way to do something before we do it so that we don't have to redo it or so that we didn't make the wrong choice. Right. And it's so helpful to see that you are probably expending more energy before you even start doing the thing than actually maybe just deciding, Hey, this is the way I'm going to choose to do it. And we'll see what happens. And I've, I've got my back. Like I can do this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and being realistic instead of going back to, I lived so much in idealism, very idealistic, and it's so much better to just be realistic mm-hmm. and realistic means that it's not going to be perfect. There's, there's not a decision, not to, the decisions that you can make as a mom that are going to have everything be perfect and your children won't have any challenges. And yeah. So I'm, I'm just thinking about you, you you kind of shared your infertility, um, years ago, right? Did this, do you think that this played a part in that? Like, did you, before you had kids think that there was a right way to do that? To do infertility? No, like the right way for 
your family and the right way for. Oh, sure. I'm, I'm sure that I had a a very idealistic plan. Like maybe these expectations of this is how it's going to be. This is going to be the right way. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And it, and it was storybook (laughs) storybook. Right. And then, you know, life doesn't usually go according to the storybook plan. No, no. I should have learned right at the beginning. Now, now that you're, now that I'm looking at this, as you bring it up, I should have, or it would have been wise to have seen right from the beginning that, wow, this whole motherhood thing is not going the way I planned. Maybe that's how, like, maybe that's okay. Maybe Maybe that is the plan that it's not (laughs) going as planned. Yes. Yeah. So good. And I think that you know, the sooner we recognize how that's playing a part in our lives, the more empowering things can change for like the more power we create for ourselves. Yes. And really looking at what is in our power and also what's not in our power. Cause this, this is something else too, that sometimes we, I think we have the assumption that if we're actually real about what's not in our power, we're going to feel even less empowered. Mm -hmm. But what I found is the opposite is the truth that when we're real, realistic about the things that are not in our power, it actually gives us more power um, for the things that are in our power. Yeah. And it, it's a more realistic focus on, okay, so those things over there, yeah, that's not in our power. So, so we don't need to be spinning in that and, and in fantasy land that we could control that. Yeah. The way my but, kid shows up, sorry, not really in my control and my power, maybe when they were a teeny tiny baby and I just held them and put them to bed and fed them. Right. It seemed like I was more in control, but yeah, as, as a mom, there's going to be so many instances where we actually don't have control over things. And so it's like, what do I have control over? Yeah. And with that, I think one of the helpful ones is I always have power of how I'm showing up and how I show up can be a great invitation for what I want my children to do. Mm -hmm. But, but then being realistic about what actually I can control in them is totally different. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Do you have another way that you want to share that we sometimes give our power away? Yes. And this is such a big one with moms um, because it is about decisions in, in terms of owning our decisions. Because what we can do as moms so much is fall into the, well, I don't want to, but I have to. Mm. And when we're in that space, we are giving power away. We're missing out on the power that's available to us in owning our decisions, even owning the decision to be a mom, or like kind of as the, the, the big umbrella decision here. There's a decision there to be a mom. And then each way that you're showing up as a mom. If only we knew before we came moms what that decision really <laughs> entailed, right? Hindsight is 20 20. But yes, you're right. Like we did make that decision. Yeah. And so and every day you're making decisions about mm-hmm. being a mom as the kind of mom. In fact, I just coached somebody. Um, I coached a mom because I do also coach some women, but um, so this was a, a woman who was actually 
frustrated about how the weekend, so she had had a long weekend um, where her children were home for more days than usual. And she was unhappy about it. Um, she didn't like how she was showing up because she wasn't owning any of the, her decisions about that weekend, even just the decision to be with her children. Um, she would just was kind of spinning in, no, I don't want them to be here. I want them to be at school. I don't want this to be a long weekend. A normal weekend is enough. I don't want this to be a long weekend. She wasn't owning the, the she was actually choosing to be with them. And so then she wasn't being empowered in any of the choices that she was making because mm -hmm. she was believing she didn't want to be with them. And so I think we can miss out on so much of the empowerment of how are we wanting to show up when we're first not owning the decisions, like even a carpool decision, for instance, like you don't have to be in a carpool or you don't have to take your children to school. You don't have to take them to their lessons. But if you're choosing to, great, own that choice the, and, and tell yourself that this is a choice I'm making because of the mom that I want to be. And then you, then you have access to the full empowerment that's available to you in doing what you're choosing to do. But you're, if you're telling yourself, no, I'm doing it because I have to, you're not going to be nearly as empowered. You're giving so much power away there. Yeah. I kind of see it as like, we have, we have two decisions here with our decisions. And that is, um, we can argue with what is right. Our kids are home from school. We can argue with that and tell ourselves, well, I don't want them home from school. Or we can empower ourselves by deciding to remind ourselves, yes, my kids are home from school. I love these kids. I want to show up as this kind of a mom. And like, what if I don't have to drive them to their activities? What if I want to drive them to, the, to their activities? What if I don't have to make dinner? What if I actually want to make dinner? And if I really don't want to make dinner, guess what? There's so many other options available to me, which sometimes I utilize. Sometimes I say, Hey, it's leftover night. Or sometimes I say we're going out or sometimes we eat cereal or whatever it is. But when we can, and I love what you're, what you're sharing here is like when we can kind of flip our mindset on those decisions that we're already making, instead of fighting against them, we do become more empowered. We do get to show up as the moms that we want to be. And I think that that's where we, we can get stuck. Cause we're like, Hey, this is the mom I want to be, but all of these outside things are making it so that I can't be the mom that I want to be. And it's like, we, we take no responsibility for it because we're not aware of how we're choosing to think about it. We're not aware that we, we are choosing really disempowering thinking when it comes to our motherhood and those decisions that we can choose on purpose to empower us. And, and with that, I see a lot where people are overlooking their choices because it's coming from their values. And lots of times we're not noticing our, they're just such a core part of it's us. It's a prescription. It's a, this is how you do it. Yes. This is what moms do. 
Yes. This is how it should look. Yeah. Like this expectation that we've learned. Yes. And yet it is your own values and your choice. And it's not really until you question, wait, do I have to (laughs) like, and recognize, no, I actually don't have to, but I'm choosing to, because that is at its core of the kind of mom that I want to be. Mm -hmm. And then we are open to really owning that choice. Yeah. I, I love that you said that like questioning and I want the moms listening to, you know, when they're struggling with some area of their motherhood or something that they think they have to do question it. Do you actually have to do the thing? And just get a sense of like where it feels like obligation versus something that you actually want to do or something that you want to be empowered in because there's a difference there. And sometimes we can find ways to show up that are different to what we think we should because we're willing to question those things. Yes. I find especially one of two things happens when we actually ask ourselves the question. One is we might find that it's things that we actually don't want to do. And, and we're, we're only doing it because we, we thought we had to, but we actually don't. And we don't want to, um, like from a, again, empowered place that actually it's my, my values are, are telling me more. It's better to not do that. So you get clear about what, what you do want to let go of, or you become a lot more empowered in recognizing, no, that is, that is a choice that I want to be making to be Mm -hmm. the kind of mom that I want. So it either lets things fall away or lets you be more empowered in the doing of what you're choosing to do. Yeah. That's so, so good because this is what I want for all the moms. I want all the moms to feel empowered in their lives. And when like the opposite of that is when we're feeling at the effect of our lives, that's when we feel really stuck. And I remember feeling that way in my motherhood, like, oh my gosh, I've signed up for this. And now it's not what I expected. And I'm maybe not as good as I thought I was at it. And there's so many responsibilities and it seems so heavy. And then I was just given permission to question all of it. I was given permission to think about things in a, in a different way that opened my life and my world up to empowerment and like taking my confidence back, taking that control back of my life. And so thank you. Thank you so much for allowing my listeners to become more aware of maybe a couple of areas that they might be giving their power away in their lives. And that is the first step. Like the first step is really becoming aware of the ways that maybe you're doing that. And so, um, I just want to encourage everybody listening to maybe look at these areas in your life. Like is the right way affecting you? Is that taking your power away? And with decision-making, how are you owning those decisions and how are you choosing to think about those decisions? Is it in a disempowering way or in an empowering way? And really recognizing that and looking for that in your life is the first step to becoming more empowered and more confident. Do you have anything that you want to add to that, Mimi? 
you know, just what's coming up for me is that all of you moms out there, you are doing such great work. One of the things that helped me a lot was when somebody said, give yourself some credit. You're doing better than you think. Mm. And I think it's so easy for us as moms to just be noticing the, the shortcomings and the things that, oh, I should have done that differently or, you know, but you are doing so much better than you're giving yourself credit for. So I just want to offer that. Yeah. And it's and there's nothing more valuable. Can I just say that is an amazing thought and we all just get to decide to believe it if, if we want to, yes. right? We're yes. doing better than we think we are. And it's true. It's always true. Thank you. Thank you so, so much for being here. I want to, um, I will actually link, um, your, just how to reach you in the show notes, but for those moms who are listening, who maybe think, Hmm, I want to check out Mimi's podcast and maybe I want to like slip it into my husband's feed on his phone. <laughs> Where can we find you? What's your website or what's your podcast? So my podcast is called In the Good Guy Corner. And my website is thegoodguycorner.com. So awesome. Thanks for the amazing work that you're doing. And thank you so much for being here and sharing with us today. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks, Laura. If you are ready to grow your confidence, get unstuck, or feel better so that you can become happier in your motherhood and all the other areas of your life, then I would love to invite you to come work with me. Head on over to lauradrycoaching.com to learn more, access all my free content, or book a consultation with me. You deserve confidence, and I would love to help you access yours. Mm-hmm.